We are I. Good morning, everybody. It's Friday. Man, this time change has made it so dark in the morning again, and I would far rather it be a light in the morning and dark at night. Like, I'd, I'd like to have the opposite. Like, if it got, you know, light at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning and um, got dark around, I don't even know, nine ten o'clock at night, like, that would be perfect for me. Well, I've been sitting here thinking about... Um, I just can't quite nail it down, but really it comes down to why are some people more self-driven than others? Like, where does this characteristic come from? Like, what do we do when we're kids or what is going on in our brain or what is programmed in our DNA that allows us to be self-driven? You know, I know I talk about this quite a bit in many different forms. And the other day I was talking about it in just the simple correlation to drive, you know, but what makes you get out of bed? You know, like when your alarm goes off in the morning, like what makes you get out of bed instead of hitting the snooze button? You know, like what makes you do that extra hour or two on that project at work? Or, you know, what makes you go shoot those, you know, basketballs at nighttime? Or, you know, you shoot that extra hundred than somebody else. Or, you know, you train a little bit harder. You go an extra day. Or, you know, you have that side hustle project. You know, like, like where does that come from? Like, where does that drive come from? Where does that, where does that self-motivation come from to be able to pick something up and just start it and then see it through to the end? Or, you know, like you pick something up and you just start it. And talking to a lot of people, and I, I'm like this in a lot of categories in my life too, um, more when I was younger, but, you know, even still to this day where you would pick something up, you would start this project, but you'd get it maybe 60, 70, 80% down the road, depending on what it was. Um, then you wouldn't finish it. Now, I always used to look at this as like these little failures, like, you know, I just can't finish anything. And, you know, like you have people tell you this, you know, like you start something and you just don't finish it. And it's like, I've thought about this over the days, weeks, months, and years. But like, like, why would people be like that? Because this is the same thing. It's like, I'm motivated enough to be able to start it, but I'm not, there's just, it gets to a certain point where, you know, like I just don't finish it. There's a lot of stuff that I do, don't get me wrong, but like, there's always some things. And again, talking to a lot of other people, a lot of other people are the same way too, where like there's just this category of things that you start, but you just don't finish. But this is where it comes back into the world that we live in today, where an individual has to be the one-stop shop, just like you know, a Walmart or a Canadian Tire or a London Drugs or a Chopper's Drug Mart, like where you got to sell the food, you got to sell the drinks, you got to sell the prescriptions, you got to sell the vacuums, you got to sell the garbage bags, you got to sell the toothpaste, you have to sell the makeup, you have to sell the perfume, the shampoo, like everything. Like you have to be everything. Like when you have it, you have to go from no idea to idea to penciling it, to starting it, to fleshing it out, to, you know, actual build or construction or whatever it may be. And then final finish polished product and sell of and run their product or you know whatever it may be like you have to be that one person that goes from zero all the way to one now when you look at this does this make any sense 
Or does it make more sense that how we used to live where we had smaller communities where people would help each other, where you would do your role, your task, you would get it to a certain point and somebody else would just naturally take up and carry on. You know, like when it comes down to it, like when you look at hunting, for example, and you look at First Nations people, it's like, okay, well, yes, you had your hunters, your warriors. You know, like typically they would make their own arrows. They would do all these things because like you have to build that connection with the bow, with the arrow, with the spear, whatever you were going to use. You needed to build that connection with it. You needed to have that grip just right. You needed to have the weight balanced for you. You needed to have all these things that were just classic. Only you could figure it out. You added your touches to it. And we still see this with weapons today or anything to where people customize them after the fact. But then when they went out and they hunted and they brought something back, they weren't the ones that processed it. They weren't the ones that then smoked it. They weren't the ones that then cooked it. They weren't the ones that then served it. They weren't the ones that then built the tools. See, and this is the point. Like They did their job. They did their job very well. They dedicated their life to that job. And that's the reason why they did that thing because they were the best at it amongst their community. So when you start something and you do a very good job at getting it to a certain point, no matter where, no matter where that point may be, like 10% down the road, 30%, 80%, 99%, you may be able to go a vast majority of A to B, 0 to 1. But if there's always that part that's missing, it's because that's not your job. That's not your job to be able to do that. You should be passing that off to somebody else. There should be somebody else close to you that should pick that up. Because again, we are not the one-stop shop. This is what burns us out. This is what adds the stress. This is what adds to that condemning ourselves and that, that negativity that floats around in our mind and that feeling of like, you know, like there's just something not right here. You know, and that feeling of something that's just not right isn't that you failed. It's just that society has failed us and that there's not that person to be able to take up and carry on with that project. Because again, all these projects aren't necessarily supposed to be hyper-individualized either. Like these projects are supposed to be the ones that collectively, you know, band our community together and get us fired up and be able to, you know, want us to be able to be better amongst our peers in our community because our community is small enough that when we do something, somebody else sees or it has an impact of something that needs to be done on that group of individuals. Because again, we are not the one-stop shop. We are not supposed to be this. We are not supposed to be the one person that can do anything because tell me there's a person out there that is that one-stop shop that isn't burnt out, that isn't fried, that isn't getting to a point where they're emotionally, physically, and um, conceptually, um, mentally worn out. And their other wheels of their life are starting to come off the bus because they've just delegated too much time, effort, and energy into one singular part of their lives and forgot about all the other parts of their lives. And again, this is something that we see with these bigger, big urban centers versus these smaller rural communities is because we just don't have that and we get more disjointed from it. And these bigger urban cities then exacerbate this problem that we have is everything needs to be hyper-individualized and you need to be the one-stop shop. But is that right for you? Is that right for us? Is that right for any one of us? Because again, when you need or when you look at it, like we need to be able to rely upon people. Like how, how good is it and how good does it feel when you are doing something at work? or in sports or anything where somebody without you asking them comes and just helps and they know what to do. And that's always what I say in my work environments and in my personal environments. I don't 
asking me, I don't want that. I just want the the person who comes in and just naturally knows exactly what's going on. When you're at work and you're doing a project and you're struggling a little bit and somebody comes in and just can see what's going on without you saying a word and picks up and carries on and helps out in a way that is useful, is fucking priceless, is invaluable. Same things in sports. I remember when I played football and I'll be one of those people like, oh, 20 years ago when I used to do this right now. But when I used to play football and I'd be running down the field and I'd be holding the ball because that was my job. My job on this team was to run the ball. My job was to stand behind the quarterback and when you'd be breathing and you'd look out and you'd be assessing the field and you'd see and that little bit of anxiousness and that nervousness would creep into your soul. And you're just like, fuck, don't snap that ball. And the other part of you is like, fucking snap that ball. And then you're snapping and then you run and the play starts and you get handed that ball and you're running and you see an outside linebacker, you see a middle linebacker or a free safety come running and you're like, shit, this is going to hurt. You duck a shoulder, you pull a little move, you juke step, you do whatever you have to do to get out of your way. But right before that, out of nowhere, a fullback, a lineman, somebody, a tight end just comes and crushes that guy. That feels so good because then you keep on running, you keep on progressing in the field. You didn't tell him what to do. He assessed that field, seeing the same thing you've seen, and he took that guy out to make your job easier. So again, these are some of those examples, and this is no different in a friendship. This is no different in a relationship. This is no different in any single one of those categories. When you have somebody that can see what's going on and just naturally picks up and carries on, this is what fulfills our souls, our minds, our hearts, our bodies. And this is the same thing about us doing all these projects where we just don't quite get all the way down the roads. We need people we can rely on. And again, all those studies are vast. There's a vast amount of studies. There's a vast amount of studies from all over the world that will tell you happiness. And again, I harp on this subject all the time is that that is the reason why we know in third world countries that they are the happiest because they have a sense of community. They have a sense that they can rely on the people around them, that people will pick up where they're leaving off because that is their job. Your job is not to do everything. Your job is to do something. Your job is to do a few things. And your job is not even to do those things perfectly because the whole is the perfect thing not your individual component of it your one puzzle piece amongst the hundred puzzle pieces to be able to make that puzzle the whole puzzle is perfect the whole puzzle is the goal the whole puzzle is the mission not your one single part that you can put into it but you do need to contribute and when you do contribute that also makes you feel good when you know that you're a part of this whole when you know that you're a part of that puzzle piece to be able to make that whole you know that that feels good so again this is where that self-motivation comes in and this is the whole point around it, is that everybody is motivated. But the thing is, we only value a certain kind of self-motivation. But everybody is motivated. I want to believe that everybody is motivated to be able to do their things. But when we tell people that we only value maybe 10 things in life, and if you don't fit one of those 10 things, how the fuck are you going to be motivated? And the one thing that I can't stand the most it's having to sit in front of the computer all day. That is not motivating to me at all. I do it, but I hate it. Sitting in front of the computer is like just poking barbed wire in my eyeballs repeatedly. So I have to take breaks from the screen and close my eyes because it just dries my eyes out. I hate every single second of it. So of course that's not going to be motivating to me. But I have a lot of drive and I have a lot of willpower, so I will do it. But I can also fundamentally understand because of how much of a struggle it is for me, 
I can see why people will do it. And I can see why people will procrastinate on it. And I can see why people won't air quotes feel motivated to be able to do it and then seem like they aren't a success. But I believe, and I always say this, always for years, and I especially say this to my kids, is try everything because you are, everybody is good at something. But you need to experiment in life to be able to find out what it is. So my question of the day is, what are you motivated to do? 